Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse, Heater, and MJ. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing Netflix's 18th film, the 2016 thriller Mercy, directed by Chris Sparling, starring James Wolk, Caitlin Fitzgerald, Tom Lipsinski, Dan Zieski, Michael Godre, and Michael Donovan. Good afternoon, my fellow co-hosts. G'day, boys. Hello. Good to have us all back together to discuss another film. Always best part of the week. Best part of the week by mile. Talking about the film that we have watched. Yes, I totally agree. So I'm going to kick us off with our fast flick this week. Um, 30 seconds summary of the film. So hey, I do, is it 30 seconds summary? Is it's that meant to be 30 or under, isn't is it? That, I don't know. I just yeah. I thought it was like our own little synopsis. You can you can push limits. Good, I, I don't mind. Whatever you, whatever oh, does it oh, for no, you. I'm going to be under 30. Better say this this minute that MJ's going to talk no. for about four, four minutes. I on. reckon I'll be close to 20, but anyway. As, as long as there's no smack in there, I'm happy. There's always a little bit of subjectiveness <laughs> in mind. All right, so I've gone with a disgruntled family come together for their dying mother. The inheritance she leaves behind creates tension. However, the money isn't all that is at their mercy. Oh, you used the title. Oh, oh that was good. You used the title, and you didn't do a question. No, yeah, didn't do a question. no question. Interesting. You're getting real good at the fast flicks. I'm trying to improve. <laughs> Heat up, go. Going to go next. All right, so two brothers return home with their two estranged stepbrothers to say farewell to their sick and dying mother. The night turns from bad to worse as home invaders also arrive and force them to fight for their survival. Mm. Well, you say to say farewell because it was such a lovely, you know, they just wanted to say goodbye. <laughs> Well, it was, it was kind of like that. <laughs> Didn't realize they're all such jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um, a family dynamic you can't quite put your finger on. A dramatic situation that defies any sort of logic. And the introduction of a murderous cult trying to undermine it all. These are just a few situations you have to allow for in order to fully grasp this thriller about a disjointed family trying to decide whether they cure their dying mother or collect their entitlements from a handsome will. Hmm. I like very much so. Good work. So, I don't know about you guys, but to find anything out about this film was a bit of a struggle. Because this is the first... I've got pretty much donuts. No one, no one's really seen it. That, that's, yeah. the, that's the sort of the perception that I got. It's, it's been one There's of those many reviews from just, critics. It's invisible. At all. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there were no critic reviews. No. Um, had an audience score of 12%. Off 77 ratings, and that's, that's a tiny, tiny... Yeah. Like, even when we, we have nothing on Rotten Tomatoes, we still have like a few hundred people who have rated, yeah. have rated it. It just doesn't seem here that no one's checked it out. It's movie's no. morning, which, I mean, we were talking about off-air. Um, when when you jump on IMDb and try and search for the movie, it's so far down. It yeah. takes you a while to actually find it. It's just it's just not there in your face. Probably doesn't help that it's quite a common title. No, yeah. Not a title, but just a word. Singular word. Yeah. They yeah. could be in lots of other films. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Um, I, I, I can tell you that it premiered at the Los Angeles Film Festival in June 2016. Yeah, and then it went on to Poland and it um, opened their New Horizons Film Festival in July before hitting Netflix in November. Hmm. Yeah. So that's good. Anything else? I, 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 couldn't find, I couldn't even find online where it was filmed, so I went back to the credits and paused the credits to see where it was filmed. So it was filmed on location um, in... New York State. Okay. Is that um, right? Better say, yeah, I couldn't yeah. find anything online about where it was even filmed. So yeah. There was like some local newspaper when I looked it up and they were like, oh, we've got this Phil Mercy filming at these barns out the back of our little... <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Is that cool. right? Yeah. So, so You get the vibe. It they didn't been, need much to, to, to film it. Nah, it would have been shot, I reckon, in a, in a small amount of time, maybe yeah. a few weeks max. Yeah. And guessing the budget wasn't massive either, but... I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. No. Couldn't find too much. Right. The most exciting, the most interesting thing for me was about Chris Sparling was the writer of Buried. Yeah, um, yeah, Buried, Ryan yeah. Reynolds, which is an excellent film, which I haven't seen since it was out in cinemas, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I loved the concept about uh, the whole thing shot in the one you know, claustrophobic location. Yeah, that was a very good movie. I, very good movie. Again, I mean, I, great I script. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd seen that again. Yeah, since it came out of the movie, so yeah. it's been a few now, few years now, but. I thoroughly enjoyed um, that movie when it came out. So this guy, he can obviously write films. Um, so <laughs> Joe Nesbos, Nesbo is a, um, a crime author. And I had a look and so um, Chris Sparling has written the screenplay or script for Blood on Snow, which is one of the well-known books by that author. Right. Um, and apparently Toby Maguire is going to make his directing debut with that film with a script by this, yeah, this guy, which I Good. thought was quite interesting. Um, took a, a fair bit of research to actually find that, like yeah. a lot of going throughs, because um, he finished the script a while ago and is just waiting to, to be picked up for um, for filming, for production. I stuff. did read a few things about his 
um, introduction into screenwriting. I think he started as an actor um, and then he sort of dipped his toe into writing. I think he said he wrote his first script when he was in like freshman year or maybe even last year of high school or something. And he said it's just took him a year to write it and it was just horrible. He's never even looked at it again. But <laughs> I think since then he's he sort of wrote three or four more and then Buried was, you know, the fourth or fifth that he yeah. wrote and then he just kept going from there yeah. and um, obviously dipped his toe into into directing yeah. as well. Yeah, well, this movie's another case, I guess, of the uh, the writer and director doing their own thing, like like Netflix allow a lot of them to do. I almost want to stop saying it. It's it's, yeah, weird. Yeah, it's, it's now it's, it's weird it's, if they don't have yeah. a writer and director doing the same thing. But I also wonder if down, well, you know, what, what the film's this number eighteen? Eighteen. Yeah. I feel like down the track it might become a bit more mainstream. This is really their way of getting into yeah, yeah getting some cheap um, content on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and getting people wanting to work with them as well. So, all right, so let's have a look at the characters. So there's not a lot of characters that we really need to talk about. I guess we've got the four brothers, the father, the mother, and then the group that, you know, are the... Hey, what do we, what what do we want to call them? The uh, the invaders. 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 Yeah, right, we'll call or invaders. the cult. The cult. Yeah, yeah actually, we'll call cult, them the cult. The cult. <laughs> well, it's a lot cult, better. Yeah. <laughs> massive, massive spoiler alert, because um, if you haven't watched the film, sorry. We should say <laughs> spoiler yeah. well. We spoil every single movie yeah. we talk but about. But this could be the first This could be the first episode that you've listened to Flicks Forum. We should do a little spoiler alert before every episode. <laughs> right. We are going to talk quite in depth about the film, um, and we hope that you've seen it to enjoy yeah. the conversation. But you can enjoy the conversation without having watched the film. You can. Yeah, you Especially can. this one. This would be a good one to talk about. I hope so. Um, I didn't like the father, first off. He's sort of the first character <laughs> that you get to see on the screen. Um, and you know, straight away he's rejecting that doctor that comes to the door. Um, and you can tell he's, he's, after that he sits down with his two sons and he's like, I'm, you know, the money comes to me and then the money goes to you too. That's it. We're cutting everyone else out. So straight up I was like, even uh, before he's talking about the money, his son, his sons walk in, he doesn't even say hi, he doesn't greet his sons. He just says, I'll I'll leave you to, to, to be with your mother and just walks out. There was no kind of like warm greeting or anything like that. So straight away, it seems really kind of cold and harsh did you notice when you first see him and this is just what i thought and i thought it that the first couple of scenes he was in he was wearing like this cardigan with a white t-shirt underneath it that looked very much like a priest and so you see him wearing first thing i thought of was um was religion and the next scene you see him in he's wearing the same clothes obviously and he's taking that um picture frame of the cross off the wall and straight away because this film has a lot to do with religion as i guess kind of like a subplot um, and a lot of it, I guess the crux of it is like this religious group versus, you know, these people who are trying to do something that they're against. And I like the fact that it kind of, you know, whether it was deliberate or not, I don't know if I want to give the director credit yet. I do. Um, I do because that further added to the dislike of that character because he's removing that picture off the wall and he doesn't just take the picture down. He takes the nails out as well. So it's like completely her life. It. Yeah. He's like, faith is done. He's like, mm-hmm. it's completely gone. Like. The chance to live, it's gone. We're removing this faith from the wall. Didn't just take the picture, it took the nails out. So there's a nice irony that the guy, the doctor at the uh, front door was the man of religion yeah. and <laughs> this guy wasn't and it, it sort of had the reverse effect but religion being a very recurring theme throughout the film, especially obviously with um, yeah. that scene where she was putting the letters on the um, on the religious board out the front. That's mm. probably not what yeah. they call it, but you know. So what about the sons? Because they're all they've all got these distinct sort of like little characteristics that yeah. I thought were obvious throughout the film. So I you had you had the um, we well got Brad and um, Travis, which are the the sons of from a first, different from a first, marriage. From a first marriage, and then you got Ronnie and TJ, who are the sons from the father that lives in the house. Yep. So um, I guess you talk about TJ and Ronnie first. Like TJ sort of seems like he cares about others a little bit. Yeah. Because um, he's like you know tells Travis when they meet him that the dad's cutting you out and um you know and he asks why are you doing this and he's like because he's my brother um so he sort of has this little bit of care about them i guess um but he he owes money to people like you see that throughout that he owes money so doesn't really explain what why he owes this money but it sort of creates this little thing okay maybe he's not totally a good character i didn't think i don't think they were supposed to be good characters yeah um because you're obviously supposed to think initially that those two because they kind of had this plan, right? It was this talk about this is what we're going to do and we didn't know what they were going to do. Mm. And you would initially assume that when the um, host- hostage, the kidnap, the way, yeah, invas- invaders, when the invasion's the cult, the cult. place, <laughs> when the invasion's happening, the first time you only see two people mm-hmm. and you're supposed to think... You think that, it's them. That's the brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And it always struck me odd as where, where yeah. the dad was because he was kind of in it with them as well. Yeah. I did like... This is going a little bit off, but I did like that at certain times the number of the invaders was a little bit confusing to the audience because mm. like, it's making you think the whole time, okay, has one of the others joined them? Because there was one stage where there was a guy hiding, hiding under the ladder and I'm like, who's that? Why are they hiding under the ladder from the others? Yeah. I liked that whole like you're thinking the whole time okay yeah obviously you work out pretty quickly that it's not those the it's, two other two brothers, brothers but yeah it's like okay who's joined the other who is it yeah. what are they doing yeah the first time you really notice it is when they when he breaks into the window because you see the two guys downstairs standing yeah. next to the fire and then all of a sudden there's a guy breaking in. like how do you get up there so quickly yeah and then he knocks oh, travis off the bike and yeah, yeah. how are these people doing more involved here yeah then it's about 45 and oh. yeah. I, I, I just found myself just not really caring about any of the characters though yeah, well, Ronnie, Ronnie was this guy that was just literally every time shutting it down. They're not related to me. Yeah. They're not my brothers. I want nothing to do he with them. He was an absolute jerk. He was a bit absolute of a jerk. Absolute jerk. I, 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 mean, I didn't really feel for Brad and Travis. And no. you kind of like, no. like, yeah, maybe it was made you're supposed to maybe go for them. But, like, obviously, you know, in the sport, they both get killed. And when they get killed, I'm just like, yeah. Brad, Brad especially. I've got no real feeling at all for them. Especially Brad. I, I think the way he treated Melissa as yeah. well. Like, he didn't come to her kind of defense a number of times. Did you notice when he first wakes up and wakes up Travis and he says, um, go check on Ronnie and TJ straight away. It's the first thing he says, but don't check on Melissa. Like he just kind of just completely forgot she existed. Yeah. And you you can tell straight away because the first time we see him is in the car with Melissa and the first, like her phone's ringing. He's like, oh, take it, take it, take the call. And she's like, oh, no, no, it's work. And he's like, oh, I don't miss work. So it's like he's already given up on his work because he's expecting this inheritance straight away. Yeah. Um, so it sort of sets him up as like a bad guy straight away. I think straight away. And, and when, he, when they first walk in and like he introduces him to, his, to the stepbrothers and his stepfather and they're really kind of confrontational, like, why are you here and all this stuff? He does nothing to defend. Mm. Then like, hey, you know, she's my friend or my partner. Yeah, he, he he no, he says no. like, who's, his, who's your girlfriend or whatever? Yeah. He's like, she's not my girlfriend. Like, yeah. yeah. That actually really, I didn't yeah. understand. So why was she I there? Know, like, I think maybe she was just a friend for support, but he just he just didn't stand up for her. And then at the campfire scene, he kind of half did, but just really, I, he and just didn't stand up for it at all when they were being, you know, and real concentration with They, they slept in separate it. beds as well. Yeah, and it, it was like, that was another thing that was like, okay, maybe. They could have also just been because, you know, it's a childhood bedroom. There's not going to be queen size uh, double you beds. The beds they, they, made a point, yeah. they made a point of showing. Yeah, it, it just, it, it did seem like a weird relationship. I don't know where, I don't know she fit in. I don't know where she fit I don't know why she was there. Um, because she clearly wasn't briefed on the situation before no, coming. No, exactly. Um, so yeah. why bring her in? She, she walks in this massive house with all this tension. Like, yeah. surely you would have explained to her, hey, things are going to get a bit ugly. Yeah. It's not, you know, we're not all this big, happy family that loves each other where most of us hate each other. It was a strange position to put her in in the you, first place. You mentioned the dad earlier, and I'm, I'm worried that we're going to gloss over him, but there was the one character that I actually really wanted to learn more about. Um the fact that he's the first character that you meet, you kind of set up to meet. I set up was set up to think, okay, this is kind of the main guy. He's the one that has the conversation with Ronnie and TJ straight away. And I'm like, okay, I need to know more about this guy because at the end of the day, his wife, it's his wife who's the one that's dying, right? Mm. Um, and he's super nonchalant about letting her die and controlling this will and getting everything out of it. But I had no context about why he felt that way about her and... I don't know if it was me reading into it, but heading later into the film, you obviously understand how much um, the mother has to do with the church yep. and, and the faith. Mm-hmm. So at some stage for them to get married, he would have had to be involved with these people at some stage. Like he had to have been like, they wouldn't have let based on what they do in this film. Well, they wouldn't previous have... husband wasn't cause they killed him. Exactly. <laughs> so he's obviously done the right thing by her for a long time. Because he hasn't drawn the attention of these guys to come and really get him. Apart from the doctor saying, "Here's the here's the medicine, here's the medicine, here's mm-hmm. the medicine." So, um, yeah, I don't know. For like, I don't think you really need to know more than him, more about him, other than that he's done a better job than the previous husband did with his with his wife. Yeah, but his wife's dying, and it's the easiest thing to fix, right? Yeah. Like, how easy was that cure? Yeah. And they're not doing it. Just give it to her. Yeah, but that comes up to the themes later on. I, yeah, it I, comes I, up to the themes as pro life, pro de- like. There are there's so much to think about when we get to the things later on. I think I'm happy to do that, and I've got a lot more to say on that. <laughs> not not one point was it like, oh okay, I can understand where he's coming from because no. 
<laughs> I just couldn't. But it was experiment. The drug was experimental. There was never any like you didn't know if that drug was going to work. Okay, then she dies and yeah, they get the, the same result. Case, yeah. So you put her through. You put her through more pain she, by giving her this drug. But she's been in pain for months. It seemed like like she's already in that much pain. Yeah, and she's cl- oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one. To give her mercy. Exactly. Oh, you used the title. I like it. All right, <laughs> move on from characters. I think we're getting yeah, bogged down here. Much I think we're getting bogged down. There's yep. more on them. Would you, could you see any other actors better for this role? Because I thought, even though I didn't really know many of these character, these actors, I thought they all played the roles pretty well. There was no like real overacting or, you know, anything thought, that you didn't really believe. I thought the chemistry was pretty wooden chemistry. between um, Travis yeah. and Brad. Yeah, oh, Travis and Brad. Okay. Um, yeah. I actually thought Travis was going to be the main character. Like as soon as he got introduced, like oh, he's this bad guy, he's out of prison, he's hard on his luck, but you know, he'll do what he can to survive and. And then when he died, it was like, oh, okay. Like, he was going to be a hero. All, all, all of a sudden, he got killed. Like, <laughs> are we halfway through the movie? Like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm so confused with Travis too, and I'll talk about him later. Because I thought so they were setting him up. And as I said, he was doing like a heroic thing by going out there and trying to save the day. But then I thought he was going to get on the bike and ride off. So did I. But <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, he's just going to run away. <laughs> so what was he trying to do on the bike? I think we tried to... Go get help. No, I the idea I was run them over. I thought he was going to try and gonna run the guys help. over. The idea was he left the room to go get help because none of them had their phones. Yeah. So it was like because initially I thought he was going to get his phone. He said my phone's in my room. It's yeah, like, but then they, sh- they, showed the sh- they showed the shots of him going through the rooms and the charges were all empty on the. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So there were no phones, so that's why he had to go. Yeah, yeah I had no problem with him going outside and trying to get help. Yeah, he just didn't count on the fact there was a thousand people out there. Um. You want to talk about some scenes? I want to talk about a good scene. Yeah, I really, good. tell I me really, some scenes that stand out. I really like the opening um, with the really pretty landscape um, with that really gentle, dark piano. Me too. Straight mm. away, I'm like, this is a nice sense of mystery. It's a small town movie. Um, really, and obviously they kind of close with that same scene as well, which was a nice touch. Exactly. I've got that down. Same shot, reverse in the closing. Mm. When good. I first watched that, I thought there was a camera tracking over water to be honest. And I don't know whether that's because we're watching it streaming, not in a, a big cinema, but when I'm watching that first, I'm like, oh, it's a camera going across the ocean. And then when it, it was like the trees, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. But yeah, I really liked um, that it was reversed at the end as it's well. It's set up where they were yeah. really well. I um, I think I liked at the start when, when Brad and Travis kind of arrive and the whole family's there and just straight away, you know, this family doesn't get along. You can you can tell there's a lot of tension between them. There wasn't really kind of much guessing as to what's going on. It was straight away you knew, oh, th- there's some issues here at play. Did you also know that because the scene before that they were talking about cutting him out of the will? Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you just... Uh, I, I, I think I like just the, the coldness of yeah. that scene. And um, yeah. I I liked the, the setup straight away of the black doctor's bag. The MacGuffin, it's like literally sitting there. Yeah, it's yeah. like this this doctor's bag is going to be True. that point of that whole story. And it set it up like, and anyway, straight away you're like, okay, this film's about assisted death. It's about the, this doctor's bringing this bag and the, the, the dad straight away is like, nah, in the bin. Yeah, in the bin as well. Just placed it in there. It fit perfectly. Real it's strange spot to put it. Didn't have a plastic bag around the yeah. bin either. That would yeah. be messy oh. every time. He's got to fill that up under the sink. I like that. me nuts. Um... <laughs> I liked when Brad first arrived and he comes into the top of the stairs and he gives Travis a hug out the front of the door. So it sort of showed, okay, those brothers are fairly close. Mm. Um, and then I liked the camera work there because Brad like waited at that doorway and they built that suspense where he slowly enters the room to see his mum and then the, the camera sort of tells the, the story by following him through the door to the mum's side. And um, But there was one part there that confused me because the camera stops behind Travis and he's going through his pockets and the camera made a a really big deal about sticking out because it went out of focus on the moment on him and he's jingling around his pocket, takes his hand out, doesn't pull anything out of the pocket. And I was like, I couldn't work out what that was for. Motorbike key, maybe? Maybe. 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 Yeah, yeah I, sure. that, that, that really got me. Um, I liked the, the scene around the fire where he's reading from the diary because I thought that was... Um, it, it, it gave us a bit of an insight because to me... I don't know. Maybe I'm really dumb. I don't know. I, I, Jesse, I'm, I'm, I feel like I might be a little dumb because when they're reading that diary and they talk about Bradley's death, so we know Brad's one of the sons already. So I I was thinking, oh, she had another son that died that was called Brad. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, because then they're talking about- But they um, really like the name. Yeah. And they went with it again. Yeah. <laughs> the the mum's deciding what to do with the remains and then, you know- um, went on with her wanting someone who cares about her to make that decision on her remains, not someone who wants her dead. Cause ev- I felt like everyone sitting around that fireplace was like, they wanted her dead because they wanted the cash. 
So I thought it was really good tension because it brought that question up. Who here actually cares about her? That felt to me like a, almost like a propaganda speech from the dad though, who is, this is, we knew exactly what he wanted and we knew he wanted control over mm. making that decision. He's like, hey, I found this supporting evidence for what I want. <laughs> I just want to read you guys so it's not just coming from me. But uh, you, you, but, it, but it didn't, that went, against, that went against what he was saying because if he's that um, against her dying, like that goes against what he's saying because if he doesn't care about who's going to make that decision I about thought his, his way of being like, she's saying, I want someone to make my decision. And yeah. he's like, I can make this decision yeah. for her. But he doesn't care about her. Exactly. We know that. But he, he thinks he's best placed to make that decision. But that's, so going, gonna... that's going against her wish. Exactly. But he's going against her wish by letting her die anyway. Really? She could, didn't it say when my time, it's my time? Like it's time to go? Do you think she really wanted to stay alive? Do you have a look at the way she looked at Brad when she went out downstairs? Yeah, it was like a look like, why did you give me that medicine? I, I thought it was like, what the hell were you trying to do? Yeah, by giving her the medicine, you kept me was, alive. I thought it was the opposite. Like, why, why did you, like, wrangle all this up? Why didn't you just let me survive and none of this would have happened? Oh, she's being carried out on a stretcher. How, that, how good a life is that? She's like, why did you let me survive? She seemed all right, though. That, that's a thing. Like, she, but she wasn't looking at him in a nice way. Yeah, I agree. I thought she was angry at him for allowing <laughs> all this carnival to happen when you could have just cured it straight away. But how can you blame that whole carnival on him? Brad wasn't the... He's the only one there to... to the only one left. Yeah, so <laughs> oh. I thought she was saying, I'm going to go with these churchgoers because they know it's good for me and I'm going to leave you there to die. I thought like if she was able to miraculously get out of bed and walk with them and then give that look, then that would be that. But she was being dragged True. out against, really her will, you, against her will. I can like, understand how we have differing views yeah. on this film now. Like, like, yeah. Um, it's a thriller film. There was one bit that got me and I, I really like that scene, the window scene. Oh, yeah. There's a scene in the window where Melissa's looking out. And she's like, "Oh, where's Travis? Where's Travis?" And there's this reflection of the oh god, that's freaky. Yeah, <laughs> the hooded guys in the window, and that got me. The window smashed. Yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so I really like that. I thought I that was there was good. a few freaky scenes in uh, in this one. I liked the reset. I thought that was done really well. It didn't make you feel like you're an idiot because a lot of films would be like, I don't know they'd put text on. They put text say, about like yeah, you know, back to you know, 12, yeah. 12 hours prior or yeah. twelve hours before, whereas. They trusted you enough to understand what was going on. So I thought that was really good. The time jump itself was the, probably the best part of the film that mm. filled in those gaps the for gaps, you. Yeah. I completely lost context for about five minutes though um, because it just wasn't clear. Like I think the first scene after the time jump was when she's putting the letters back in the um, on the church yeah. thing. Or that was the That was the last scene before the jump. I think oh. I, well, I that, that was how I read it because I think they showed her doing that. So go Travis. Morning. Travis gets shot. Yeah, and it goes. Oh, you yeah, may be right. So I think yeah, it's no, like Travis goes. Travis morning. goes. It goes black for quite a while, and yeah, then it goes like, back to. Oh no, it's not. No, because the the doctor leaves the church to get in his car, and that's the day. That's the night before. But when when is she putting in the? putting the letters up anyway regardless of what because she's putting the letters up the night before remember they drive past and you see her putting the letters up in the thing I thought that was daytime yeah I thought that was in the morning because then the next scene's the doctor in the car and he stops at the, intersection, stops at the intersection where the other so people that's why I got confused past. again I'm like oh, this is obviously a thing that he does every day he waits at this intersection and that's where I got confused and it took me a while and when I realised what was going on I was like okay now I'm, I'm sort of back but I thought it was really clunky the way. and I appreciate what you're saying yeah. about the fact that yeah. you Treat you like an idiot. It makes me think of it, yeah. Um, it was... I, 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 I actually didn't realize what was going on for a good few minutes mm. and I lost context completely and I dropped out of it and then I came back in, but um, I did lose context pretty quick. Um, so there's a scene where TJ wakes up during this night and he goes downstairs and turns the TV on and gets a glass of water. I really liked that he, he got that glass of water, sat there on the TV, and they purposely showed you that glass of water on the, the corner of the table as he walks outside before he gets knocked out. Oh, yeah. And that on. leads to... So um, Melissa comes downstairs with her light phone, yeah. and then she knocks that glass over and gets cut and cuts her foot open. Oh, leads shocking a, cut. Too. Shocking cut. Mm. So if he had have cleaned up his glass before he left, that could have prevented her from getting that cut and could have prevented her from being caught and she could have been played more of a role. So I liked that. I thought that was yeah. good. Yeah, because she did not play a role in no. this film. Um, well, she did because in the revert or in the second scene, you see they're inside the room yeah. and she yells out, 
Um, yeah, you're scaring her. You're scaring her. And as soon as she yells that out, they stop. Yeah. And that sort of tells you, okay, these guys don't want her to freak out. They yeah. don't want any. So she did play a little bit of a role. <laughs> I was actually hoping that she was going to be in on the whole thing. So you know how they, oh, pulled, they, oh, yeah. they pulled her away at the yeah, end? Yeah, she was like the inside and up. Person. Yeah, that was like, oh, this all makes sense now. Like, of course, why else would this character who has nothing to do with and doesn't fit anywhere? But then no, she never appeared again. <laughs> I thought she was going to come out at the end with like Brad and be like, oh, well, you should have just done the right yeah. thing. <laughs> One last thing I liked was um, when Travis is on the motorbike in the second version and he's on the bike and you see the guy tackle him off the bike while he's on the bike. I thought that was a cool... Like, was a yeah, that was, yeah a good, was, that was cool. It was a pretty cool scene. That was really cool. Was there, sorry, have anyone else got anything they liked? I liked the um, what it actually said on the church... Um, on the church board. It said, your gold and silver will be worthless in the day of wrath proverbs, um, which is clearly like directly talking about their current situation mm. um talking about because they're all all they want is her money is the money yeah. and they're basically saying that that's not really gonna yeah. make you happy in the afterlife but again i like that they kept linking in religion into the overall story until it became like clearly obvious what the religion part played in it but he, he did quite a nice job of sprinkling it through initially yeah and you know that that sign- signals that you know the money's worthless without them all getting along yeah yeah the money's Absolutely kind of worthless, worthless, full stop, with the things that they're actually trying to do. I mean, at the cost of a life, effectively. Um, all right, what didn't we like? <laughs> you want to start here? Oh. I didn't like... I'll come off the bench. I didn't like that Travis and Brad, when they thought it was the two brothers, just didn't go after them for a fight, two on two. So, at the start, when TJ and Ronnie go to see Travis... They did have him covered for size, didn't they? Yeah, well, um, just at the start when they're like, "Oh wait," and they really, and they and you learn that he just got out of prison. Yeah, it's not the for first assault too. for assault, yeah. and it's not the first time he's been in prison. He's been in prison twice, one for assault. So you assume he can handle himself. Yeah. When they're when they're upstairs and they're kind of holding the door, and you got the two up there, and then you see him downstairs by the fire. You st- they still think it's those two guys. So you've got two on two. Travis can handle himself, and they've got an axe. Mm-hmm. I didn't see why they're like, "Hey." Why don't we just go there, down there and just finish it? Why are we hiding up here when we've got a guy who can fight and an axe? It's two cool. on two. I just, oh, I was annoyed that they were just so scared and defensive and they didn't get on the front foot and go after them. I think Brad knew all along because when Melissa runs back upstairs and they're sitting inside, she got the bleeding foot and she goes, um, TJ was out there. So she, I think Brad knows straight away, okay, TJ's been taken. Mm. Okay. Um, that's, mm. that's how I thought anyway because I think Brad knew all along everything that was going on. Yeah, they can't. Maybe. I don't know how I was supposed to feel about Brad. Brad's yeah, tricky one. Um, I didn't like the whole um, lighter as a plot point. So at the start, when they they first meet in the kitchen, he's banging that lighter on the table, and it's like, okay, why is he doing this? And it's obviously because that oh. lighter is going to lead to mm-hmm. that fire starting with the mercy, and then. When, just before they light that fire, you can see the big R on the, the lighter. So it's like, oh, making you think, oh, is this Ronnie? And I was like, I thought that was way too obvious. Wasn't a product placement of a company <laughs> The only product that was in here was the beer. There was, they were drinking a beer at one stage and you could see the label and I didn't know the brand in the credits. They thanked that brewery, but um, okay, yeah, but didn't, didn't, know didn't know the brand. No. So you're okay with that? Okay with that, that's fine. <laughs> I, um, the, uh, the church video that TJ watches. <laughs> yeah. Would have done with about half of that. <laughs> that went on for a long time. But that, that told a lot of things. It did, but there was also a lot of just not telling things time in there that I'm like, you, you could have cut out half of that, I reckon. Okay. It just, it just went on a bit too much for me. One thing that really annoyed me was him setting the alarm on his phone. Um, no, so it was like 7.15 on the phone. So he goes, I'm going to set it for 7.15. Yeah, she's like, yep, that's cool. That's all we needed to know. We didn't need to see the camera show us scrolling through the phone to find 7.15. I understand... Mm-hmm. It's a plot point for later on because the alarm going off leads to the distraction where they can run off. Was it an iPhone? It was. Product yeah. placement. Product placement. <laughs> it wasn't. It didn't show any of the Apple yeah. stuff. Don't but why through. did he have so many alarms set? It was weird. <laughs> oh, don't go through my phone. <laughs> I got one for every five minutes between six and seven. Um, and the, the, the scene where the dad is upstairs and he walks downstairs, sees the guy, starts attacking him and hits the bottom of the staircase. That would have woken the whole house up. Yeah. <laughs> that annoyed he, me. His whole story after bothered me, the dad, because I, I, I was like, this guy is the most important guy. I think I said it before. I want, I want to know more about him. I oh, know he's dead. Like the most nonchalant death. Like nothing actually happened. He just died. Like mm. he fell down the stairs, hit his head or whatever, had a bit of a fight and he was gone. I was like, what? He's the one guy I need answers from. And you just he's killed dead. him off straight away. Yeah. 
I got a little bit more. Yeah, yeah go, go, MJ. go for it. So the main questions that um, that you're asking as an audience member, and they're super obvious questions, is what can these guys do to help her? Because they keep talking about like, oh, we can do this thing for mum, but you know, we don't want to do it. And so they want you to think like, oh, what is this thing? What is this thing? And the other one is um, why they're being all so secretive and coy about this money and all this money that like, no, you don't actually know that how much money it is and why it's there and I find that they tried he tried to do this sort of slow reveal about both those points um, but he kept the audience like completely in the dark like didn't give you any hints but also didn't um, give you any more plot information and just kept referring back to oh no we can't talk about you know there's more to it oh Melissa there's more to it there's more to it so he kind of kept rubbing it in your face that you don't know about it and he just progressed the narrative without it and it just made me less and less interested and caught me offside because I'm like, okay, I get that you're trying to hold this off and do a slow reveal, but you need to give me something more to care about until you do it. Um, and that, that kind of bothered me a fair bit. I didn't, I didn't even care about the reveal. I just thought that just built on them being horrible people because they don't care about anything other than money. Even though you don't know how much money it is, all you need to know is it's money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the thing, probably the overarching thing that bothered me most about this film um, is that this whole situation just didn't make sense to me. Like, <laughs> when, it, when is there a situation when um, there are so many parties who want the mother dead because of the will? Um, and secondly, how often does it happen where there's such a simple cure that doesn't get administered. And I'm, I'm more than happy to take leaps of, leaps of faith in movies to, to understand what they're trying to say, but combine that with a murderous cult that's trying to take matters into their own hands, I just couldn't let myself be swept in. Because firstly, I'm just like, hang on, so why do they want her to die? And secondly, I'm like, but they can just cure it. It's like, it's that easy. Like, it's one thing for her to be on her deathbed anyway, but they could cure it so easily. Oh, okay, there's a murderous cult outside as well. Um it was just, it was next level for the leaps yeah. of faith that I had to take to really think like, oh, this is a somewhat plausible situation. I like that you keep saying leaps of faith because to me, this film's almost saying that the brothers, even though they want her dead, are more invested in the faith than the people who actually are faith are. Because if, if you actually believe in the faith, you believe whatever happens, happens for a reason. You don't need medical intervention to do that. Okay, and, yeah. And to, sure. like, to me, like that religious group, like, they were completely oppositional to faith. I, I thought the whole thing of even them just invading was just a yeah. weird, a weird turn in the movie. It just, <laughs> it was really weird. So who were the good guys? I, I wasn't expecting. I don't think there are any good guys. No, oh, no. sorry. I think there's possibly one good guy in this film. And that's it. Who? I'm gonna hold it out till okay. later. Well, I, I, I don't think there was any good guy. Melissa's the, not a bad guy. Yeah. But. Because, no, I think I think Melissa's just as bad as Brad because the cult, at the end she's like, yeah. let's let's just forget about the money and let's go. She was obviously there for the money, so she's. I feel like she's she's mm. a bad person. No, there's I, only, there's I, only I, one person that doesn't care I, about. I, the I wouldn't money. have said there were there were any good guys, and it just it it just seemed a weird turn with a whole religious cult getting in there and causing all that violence. And all right, sorry, go on, MJ. <laughs> the, uh, this is probably more a question, but it really really bothered me, so I'm going to put it in my negatives as yeah. well. <laughs> this is another reason why I just couldn't get into this film because it was so far-fetched. Why did the mum lock away this money from anyone? <clears throat> in what world is there like this secret money locked in a will that she doesn't use and no one else can use it until she dies? Again, it was just far too convenient for this plot. Because she doesn't want that money being used to support her life or keep her going. Because, because she wants to just go when it's time for her to go. Because she's actually the one person in this film who has the faith. Sure, but like so she's a good guy. She's she she's ready to go when it's her time to go. So she doesn't want all her her money being spent on care for her or palliative care or whatever. Because she's like, my time's to go. My time's to go. But she got this money years and years and years ago. Yeah. Um. And from the abusive husband. So that's why I thought maybe she doesn't want to use it because it's his money. Yeah. Right. But um, it's not like she's just using it for palliative care. She could have used it for a life. They all know about it. From from all reports, it's a insurmountable amount of money, like yeah. a crazy amount it's of life changing. Kind yeah, of money. yeah. Um, but and then if you go back to the faith, the the faith, the her faith isn't going to be about having an exuberant life. It's going to be about living day to day, being fine. She doesn't need money to get by. Sure, but <laughs> I guess the fact that I've got this this secret money in a will that I don't 
I'm not too familiar with this happening combined with the fact that everyone in her family wants her dead despite there being a very easy <laughs> cure and then you bring in this murderous cult I was just like I'm sorry but I just can't put myself into this film and, and be swept away I don't think everyone in the family knew that that was a cure well it, I think, it was I, such a main yeah, discussion think, point for them I think they all kind of thought this could help I see and I'll get to it soon, but there's a character who I think is actually a good person because they didn't know that that was a cure. But to the point where like Brad was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give her the cure. I'm not going to give her mm. the cure. And then he's like, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like they, mm. they knew that it was... But that was just Brad being a, a crap a guy because he's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't want to die now, so I'm going to give her the cure. No, but even before that, he refused to do it when I think it was Travis who was just yeah, like... Yeah, because if he, gave, if he gave her the cure, then he doesn't get his money. That's what I mean, though. Yeah, he's a because he knows person. it's a cure. Because he's a crap person. I, I agree. Yeah. He's a crap person, but they all still knew that there was his cure. Brad, Brad knew. Brad and the dad knew. So you don't think Travis knew? I definitely don't think Travis knew. Well, I guess that goes to the point where uh, he seemed like the. Good I've got guy. it. I've got it to talk about later. I don't think Brad. I don't think Travis knew what was going on. Yeah, I can. I can see that. Um. All right. Should we? <laughs> this is this is getting heated. I like it. This is good. <laughs> this is good because I, I. I. Yeah. I want to talk about some of the themes in this thing. Yeah, okay. Some, it things, might win some, me back. some things in this. So, MJ, you spoke before about like the faith, and you liked the subtle sort of little things and yep. the the billboard with the that proverb in it. Um, I thought it was re- that was really interesting. There's like the the stage where they're in the forest, and um, and these are just more little subtle religious things that I thought was cool. So, um, they're in the forest, and um, I can't remember who it was stabbed one of the masked guys. TJ. Oh, yeah, it was a TJ or Melissa. I can't yeah. remember. It was, it was TJ. TJ. It was TJ. Right. TJ, TJ had the knife. TJ stabbed the guy. Yeah. And then that was the first time we had any sort of um, identification of who these people were. So they yell out, we're going to go to hospital. And then he's like, he yelled out, um, Mark and Peter. And these are these two religious names from the Bible that are very, um, you know, Peter betrayed people. And I don't know, I was just like, oh, yeah, they are perfectly chosen for those two sorts of names. And, and obviously we saw the, the tattoos on the wrists mm-hmm. throughout as well, like sort of, Yes, it's maybe it's a cult, but who knows? And I, like, I like those little things. I really liked, and this is another sort of religious symbol, is there's this crossroads in life. We saw multiple times those cars stopping at that intersection at the throughout at the start. So um, you know, the doctor stops there. Wasn't that the same, the same there, scene done twice though? Was the same scene done twice, but um I feel there was another one um um, when Brad and Melissa are coming as well at night time, they sort of stop at that intersection to, but to answer the phone or whatever it was before they turned. Right. So it was like these characters are, are stopping. It's inter- they're making these choices. Like, are we going to go to the family house? Are we going to help? Or are we going to go on this intersection to create carnage? So they each had, they had these choices at this intersection. It was like this crossroads. What do we do? Where do we go? I liked that. Yeah, I sure. thought that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> the puzzle piece. We haven't spoken about the puzzle piece. Yeah. So Travis was blamed. Brad and Travis were having this conversation in the attic. There's this puzzle, which is a religious puzzle that the mum had put together. And they say, oh, Travis, you're in, you were always in trouble because you were the one that was blamed for taking that one piece or whatever. Do you, did you see when it rocked up? I saw. I, I, I do remember rocking up. I can't remember the ex- exact scene now. As soon up as Travis end. got shot and fell off the bike, the yeah. camera sort of stopped on it just sitting on the, on the ground. So did Travis have it the whole time? That's what it was in his pocket. That was, that was is, in his pocket. He had the puzzle. That he had that the puzzle. He had the puzzle hey. piece in his pocket. He was ready to put it back in the frame, and the frame wasn't in the mum's bedroom because it was in the attic. Mm. Ah. There we go. It all comes together. Ah. So that just saying you just helped me. You've helped me. Saying that he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He was trying to repent. He was trying to do the right thing and put the puzzle piece back. Or he got he, guilty. He was trying to make just, up for his sins. Just felt too felt too guilty. He wanted to get it off his chest before his mum died. No, but he's a, he admitted to. Him. I don't doubt that he's not a bad guy. I, mm-hmm. I can do that. So Brad and him are, are talking, and he he admits to making. He says, "I take responsibility for my mistakes," and he tries to make it out that Brad doesn't. So I th- yeah, I like Travis. I think Travis is a good character. The other thing that I think it was sort of critiquing or looking at was like the economy and corporate America. So Ronnie and TJ were talking about the truck at some stage, and. They're like, oh, um, we can't get a new truck because of the economy. The economy is so bad. You know, no one will give loans. There's no credit. And then when um, TJ is playing around the TV downstairs and it comes on, it's that black and white footage and um, it's of like the Great Depression. And it's like, you know, um, no wonder American workmen are paid the highest and lower prices, better products. And it sort of has this critique where it's like criticizing the brothers, criticizing money. It's criticizing corporate greed the whole way through. I like that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you don't put two things like that in a film unless you're trying to say something. Like, yeah. what's the point of putting that on the TV in that? Unless you, I agree, to say I agree. But where does it fit in the wider film? 
I mean, it's all about money. The whole film is about everyone with their corporate yeah, yeah. greed. They want money to be better off in their life. Yeah, right. right. Um, what about the doctor? Like, doctor, right versus wrong. It's like doctor. I can't say doctors like trying to. Also, was he actually a doctor? Yeah. Was he a doctor? Or was he, he just putting him on a cult ruse. leader? Yeah. So that's what confused me as well because like he comes to the house in the opening scene and he says, "Oh, hey, Mister Mitchell." He's like, "We've spoken on the phone." If he's that important to the church that his wife's a part of, surely he's met him before. Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I, 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 but he's obviously that important to the church because he he led that invasion. Yeah. So why hadn't the, Mr. Mitchell or the, the dad met him before? I don't, we don't know enough maybe. about Mr. Mitchell. <laughs> maybe he didn't go to the church. Maybe, or, yeah, yeah. or maybe his wife's been sick for a really long time, so it's been ages he since he's been there. He also seems to hate his wife, so he might, <laughs> he might not have much to do. So what, did, what did you think? So the title of the film's Mercy. What about, what about this theme? So obviously Mercy at the end is the camera sticks on... Um, there's like the booklet for the the drug that they're going to inject in the mother and it stands for yeah. medically ethical recovery care um, act. And the whole film's about, but then where's the why? Exactly. Where's the why? I, I was watching <laughs> that and I saw it. I'm like, Oh, that's good. But what, wait, what's, what's the why stand for? So like, and that's sort Another of leap of faith. Yeah. And that, that's like the one in the final, the final sort of scene. So the whole film is trying to say it's about saving lives. But how many lives were taken throughout that whole film? Yeah, and that's the especially, thing. especially when that doctor or the cult leader just goes and shoots Brad at the end he in was cold always, blood. Who's always going to do that? Like, <laughs> but I mean, that's not saving life, though. No, I, but that's the thing. These guys he takes good. life in cold blood. And I, I guess he made it, he tried to make a point of them being like remorseful. Like when they start taking off their things, like, holy, what have we done? Yeah. Like we shouldn't have done this. It's like, oh, we got to, we got to do it. Like, that one guy was really remorseful. That killed Travis. Oh, super. He left. He was, yeah. But then it, it did, yeah. Obviously, the rest weren't as it was. Yeah, um, yeah. We weren't supposed to like them, were we? The cult, because obviously they're no, technically the no, bad guys. Hope not. Then you're supposed to sort of feel something for them because they think they're doing the right thing, and then they kind of win in the end, despite killing everyone. But I don't know if they win because if you go through this with this theme of like faith and stuff, they're going to be judged at the end of the day anyway. Mm. But they, yeah, but they thought they were. Well, I think I want to just the not obviously not the main guy, but the other ones are probably just just following the orders of what they think is the right thing to do. Yeah. And what's Grace's role? Is she like some sort of angel at this church that, you know, they would do anything to make sure she can live for another yeah. year? Well, she was obviously well respected throughout the time because she was doing those infomercials yeah, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and they killed her first husband. They so. did for her, so she's obviously done something right. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, or, or, <laughs> anything else, or do you want to talk about why we think the film's good or bad? Um, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, money versus family, we kind of covered yeah. that. Yeah. So, Hida, tell us why. Actually, no, no, religion. Religion, like, was religion a good thing in this film? Well, no. I think it was a critique of religion. Yeah. But then... Because religion, the religious people still killed people. Yeah, the religious people were bad and the people, the, yeah. So the same, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like money and greed for the wrong reasons is bad, obviously bad. Yeah. Religion, I guess for the wrong reasons is bad, like, but yeah. is it bad to have faith? Well, I guess it's, it's having, it's not putting, it's not misplacing your faith. Like, obviously, you know, religious, they've got the faith of doing good things, but they still went down the wrong path and well, yeah. people and killed They got people. her out of her first abusive relationship. But they did um, so by killing someone. I know. There's other ways to do that, I guess. Like, it's strange because religion was so mm. such a big part of this film. It was almost like he's like, oh, I've got to use something. I don't know. I don't know if that was well thought out. Because mm. if you're you know quite religious, you'd be like, hang on, this is not how we go about it. Yeah. Or maybe it was so the the leader, the doctor guy, maybe thought he was kind of above that and more like a godlike figure who gets to decide who lives and dies based on his own. But this has been ethics. happening for like thirty years yeah. though, so it's it's obviously part of the way they go about it. Mm. Like he gets to decide who who's worthy. Or are we trying to separate them from religion as an? They might be a cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're broken. Like they're their own religious renegade cult. cult. Well, yeah. if you think back to that video that was played on that TV, there was a, a guy that came over to like wipe the blood off her face. And he was like, you know, he's not allowed to beat you anymore. Maybe he was the, the leader before the doctor was. Yeah, mm-hmm. regardless of who the leader was, it's clearly just a way that they they act. And I guess let's maybe, I, I guess to, to be fair to everyone, let's think of it as more like this renegade cult yeah. as opposed to a, a snark. Just your average church guy. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't like, they had religious symbols that you could relate to Christianity, but there's no yeah. reference whatsoever that it, it really was. Oh, I guess they had the Proverbs quote. Look, it's yeah. still it's still based on religion, but I guess this is not an overall commentary of religion in no. general. This is just saying this is a this is a 
a group that's sort of gone off on their own. Hmm. All right, Peter. Why was the film good? Why was it bad? What didn't you like? What did you like? Um, I was... I did like that I was pretty, like, tense and, like, kind of on the edge during the home invasion. I didn't really care if they lived or died, but it was more, you know, I was watching it home alone in a dark house and it was, you know, I was kind of on on my edge and all kind of, you know, the, the crushing and bashing, the scares and stuff. I did enjoy that, the kind of being tense and... Imagine gripped. if one of the guys took his mask off and it was Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> That wouldn't have been as scary. <laughs> Master scary in general. You got, no, have you seen you Macaulay Culkin? Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. But no, yeah, I, it did keep me kind of intrigued and on the edge during, I guess, when you were supposed to be in those exciting scenes, despite the fact I didn't care how it ended. Cool. I did not get that one bit. I was so detached from this film. I just, uh, as soon as one thing happened after another, I was almost laughing at the ridiculousness of some of the things happening. And as we sort of talked about, the characters were just didn't fit right they didn't have any chemistry i was watching this film literally like i was just like staring at the window sort of thing I had, I had no interest in what was going on and he did such a poor job of pulling me in there's that whack i was talking about <laughs> hey, it's, it's 50 minutes here i'm allowed to... <laughs> um what about you so i like i think you probably worked out i probably liked it a little bit more than both of you guys uh, it made me think and that, that's what i like in a film um i didn't couldn't criticize any of the acting the, the chemistry maybe was not great, but some of the acting... I couldn't fault the acting. Created the tension, the suspense. Um, I think more people need to find this film. Like we spoke earlier, there's not a lot of people that have rated this film, and I'd like to see a bigger um, percentage of people talking about it. I, of the 750-odd that have done it on Letterboxd, they gave it two stars. And of the 2,500 on IMDb, 4.2 stars. So out of 10. About halfway. Out of 10. Um Throughout, I really they the director used the fish lens throughout, and I really liked that. Like it was really obvious in a lot of scenes, especially like at the kitchen table and um, a couple of scenes with Travis. It was like I really liked that. Um, <laughs> one thing that really got me was right at the end, the doctor goes over to um, shoot Brad, and out loud, I'm sitting here watching by myself. I'm like, Jesus, I'm like, whoops! <laughs> I was like that doesn't go well with this film. <laughs> did you say that? Yeah, I did. I said it out loud. <laughs> I got that in my notes, and then I wrote "ha ha." <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty sure he was going to kill him. I couldn't see a like. I think they'd got to a point where they've uh, we've killed enough people. Yeah, I think we let's can't not, leave survivors. Let, let's not let this word get out. Yeah, <laughs> I was reading a couple of things on Reddit, and there were a few no people witnesses. that are like, "So did he shoot Brad, or did he shoot the mum?" Yeah, I, I was I like, "Oh well. my god!" I think we read the same Reddit thread. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, wow." So there, more people need to watch this film. They did so much work to save the mum, and they're like, you know what? Nah. And then it shoots her. Oh, in she's the rich, end. is she? <laughs> Fires the whole movie. Yeah. So like we teamed up with Brad. Um, he'll get yeah. the money, and then we'll share it amongst yeah. ourselves. Why do you read it? <laughs> I reckon this would have been better on the cinema. A nice art house, little tiny cinema in the dark. It did feel, and I, I know I'm being overly critical of this film. It did feel cheap like just the, the yeah. obviously it had a small budget yeah um and you did notice that a lot of the time and that's why i wouldn't have bothered seeing it in the cinema <laughs> hey hey we're here to we get paid the big bucks on this podcast to talk about our opinions so good I, I gotta say it anyone else have anything to say before we go into imdb i went into it again again i still the whole melissa thing uh <laughs> confuses me again i thought she was maybe getting part of a plot twist and i would have been okay with that didn't didn't work out. unless she was hey let's just say she was we never saw her die we just saw her get pulled true. away true they could have yes, kept so, her and they could be training her up to be the next I leader i reckon yeah, brainwashing out yeah. Ooh, mm. she could be doing the next infomercials youtube videos <laughs> <laughs> rebirth yeah oh no oh no um i didn't like we spoke as a team, we spoke about this before. I tried to go on IMDb to look this film up, and we couldn't. We could, I couldn't find anything. So I was like, okay. When that that drug came on the screen, there it was called Clovixcon. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm gonna look up and see if this is a real drug. Good pickup. Okay. Yeah. So I googled it, and the only thing that came up was spoilers for the movie. <laughs> it's like mercy spoilers. I'm like, well, close, <laughs> close, close. So that's the only thing that I did. So just another little bit of creative license we had to give him, and yeah. a little yeah. leap of faith. Yeah. Well, this magic drug that saves <laughs> lives. It's like spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I jumped on the opening scene when the father comes on. Oh, opening yeah. scene was a landscape, mate. Hey? Opening scene was a landscape. Well, when the, the, the first thing when you see someone, the father came on and I was like, ah, I recognise him. The uh, old vice president from House of Cards. Yeah. Jeez, good pick. That's exactly what I yeah. mean as well. Mm. Yeah. He actually looked very different. He did. He looked quite mm. old and 
disgruntled, which is obviously what he was supposed to. Yeah. The only other thing I had, yeah, the IMDb point was when you type it in on, on the web, it comes up with a couple of titles and you actually have to click see more yeah. <laughs> to actually get down. Well, I, had to, I had to type in 2016 after the title. <laughs> it's typed in Mercy and then it says, you know, search for exact match to the title because it came up with other, like, came up with some yeah. actors that like, weren't even... You don't want to you don't want to look at Mercy. Yeah. You want to look at this thing. It's like, no, no, I swear, I, this yeah. is the film I watched. I've got a few questions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Go God. for it. You guys hit me up first. Like, what have you got? Have you guys got any questions? I kind of did mine. Mine was all about it. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do it. So, that makes sense. Didn't make sense. So, I like, what does it mean to be a brother? Like, is it more than blood? And, like, were any of these characters good brothers? Did any of them actually look out for each other? Let's break it out into two and two. Two and two. Because, well, yeah. Okay. So, obviously, we're saying that the the half brothers just don't get along anyway. Yeah. Were TJ and Ronnie good brothers to each other? But TJ did try to tell Travis that they're being split out of the thing. Yeah, but I feel like that was almost like an interior motive to turn him on the dad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And that was Ronnie that said yeah, that. Ronnie's, Ronnie's, that was Ronnie's, 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 Ronnie's TJ was real passive. Yeah, Ronnie was an absolute jerk. Yep. And like he yelled at TJ a couple of times, but I don't think there was enough scenes of them talking to really know, I guess, how they treated each other. There was that brief one where you're like, oh, he's been a jerk to him, but he's just a jerk in general. Yep. Um, did yeah, any- not, none of them are good sons. No. If that's no the- well, yeah. <laughs> did, did any of them actually care about their mum? No, maybe Travis. I, Travis, I, you, okay, all right, yeah, all right, maybe. we're on Travis. So, so Travis has this conversation with Brad, and he's like, you know, um, you should be able to look ahead and plan for Mum's death, and it, you know, it doesn't make you better than anyone else; it makes you worse. Like what? what like Travis is trying to look ahead. He's trying to be like a a forward planning sort of thinking thing, and I feel like that's because he had no idea what was going on. Maybe I, it's, I liked. I actually quite liked Travis, and I thought he was going to be the hero of the whole film. So, so that, I can see what you're saying. Because there's a, there's this scene where they're in, um, Brad and Melissa are in the bedroom and their dad's on the outside listening to them having that conversation yep. mm-hmm. and Melissa's trying to find out info and, and Brad says to her, you know, they have a way to make the pain go away. Um, so she's that doesn't give any description whether it's to keep her alive or, or kill her. But, you know, Travis says they should just do it. Um, you know, he doesn't... It means he doesn't know because Travis in one stage, he's like, I want to put... Let's put the drugs in her. And Travis says, I'm going to pull the plug. And Melissa's like, I'll do it too. So Melissa and Travis have no idea. And Brad's like the one stopping saying, no, 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 don't mm-hmm. do it. Because if Travis is that keen to pull the plug, he's got no idea that the drug they've actually got is going to save her. It could save her. Yeah, yeah, or could save her, yeah. True. Yeah, so I feel like Travis might yeah. be an okay person. Um, Despite the fact that he's a convicted So if he's such a criminal. And I feel like, so Travis dies, he gets shot, and then it goes to black, and the next scene is the church bell ringing. So is that like saying that he's been redeemed? Okay, that's, so it's like that's so the next touch. cut is the bell. The church bell goes. Mm. And it's like okay, that's the only little bit of redeeming quality of them killing him off. Because otherwise, here we are talking about everyone in this film was awful, except for this one guy who, who died, just, who, died a, who died a nothing death. Yeah. Mm. Like, well, he tried to return the puzzle piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how yeah. I feel like he was a good guy. Um, Making up for the bad things he bad done things. earlier in his life. So we spoke before about that infomercial that the mum made. Yep. So one of the things she said was, protecting one another from the wolves of the world who might wish to prey upon us. I was like, this is so perfect. Your whole family's preying upon you. They're <laughs> yeah, all trying to get yeah, you. I, I was like, that, that, was, yeah. that was great. I thought that was really good. Um, and I don't know. I sort of felt like this film was pro-life because they wanted to keep the mum alive, but it was also anti-faith in the same way because the, the faith people were doing the wrong thing. How do, how do you get that in a film? I don't get that. It wasn't a very well-made film. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was... Left, I get, left good, good questions. Left really good questions. <laughs> and then, like, it, obviously, like the whole film, I thought it was all about the drug was to kill her, was to euthanize her. So the, okay. the whole film, the whole film, I was like, do we have the right to take life? You know, even if there's... So pain. was that a cop-out when she was just like... No, like, that, to me, that oh, was... I'm super alive. To me, that was like, oh, wow, this turns the whole film. Because I was at the whole film, I was like, they're going to kill her. I thought it was to kill her. Yeah. Like, to put her out of her misery yeah. and, and kill her. I was like, the whole film, I was like, oh, this is all about yeah. anti, like, don't use euthanasia. Yeah, yeah, don't you, yeah, don't do it. And then mm. at the end, it's like, it's a twist. It's like, it's not about that. It's about life. Mm. It's yeah. Like, I thought that was so overt about them potentially having a cure, though. And they were like, we've got this cure. We can't use it because we want, it. We want our money. That was kind of what they were saying the whole time. No, they were saying if we kill it, we get our money anyway. No, but the, I'm saying the family. The family were like, "We have a potential to save her, but we're not going to do it because we want our money." And I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but that was kind of their. When did their, you first click on or think that they were doing it to try and save her, or like, sorry, they were doing it to? The whole time, I thought that whatever whatever they had in there, whether it was a tool or whether it was a drug, whatever it was, yeah. it was going to save her. 
I thought that the whole time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought the opposite. Yeah. And when, I'm ha- I when it happened, I was mm. like, oh my God, that was so easy for no, them to okay. do. I, I didn't think that at all. I thought the whole time that drug, they, they were like, nah, we're not going to kill her. We're just going to let her die in her own time. But you thought the family wanted that. Yeah, I thought the family were like, we're not going to euthanize her. We just want her to die in her own time. Because they'd made this big thing about the religious symbols in the house and how the mum would have wanted to die and the church is so against euthanasia. That's what I thought the whole time. Oh, well, the family was so pro her dying. Yeah, in her own way. They wanted her to die, but they didn't want to do it through drugs. That's what I thought the whole way. Okay, I thought the whole way is, no, no, we can't let her live because we want her money. But honestly, that's what I thought the whole time. And that's, 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 that's what's good about a yeah. movie. Is like and that's why it was it. such a shocking film because I'm like, this doesn't make any sense that, that, that people would act like this. And as it turns out, that's what they were doing. Yeah, I, like the whole I didn't even know I was supposed to not think that. Is that. So you guys thought that they didn't want to euthanize her? Yeah. Ah. Mm. I just thought I thought they wanted to keep her. I thought they wanted her to die, and they didn't want to get her back to. Life. I think they wanted her to die. Yeah. They didn't want her to die through euthanasia. They just wanted her to, to die naturally. Okay, because nah. that's the that's that's the whole topic of debate. That's like yeah, yeah I would have liked the people. Oh God, maybe I was supposed to think that. Maybe that's why this no, one was you're more so switched, bad. You're more switched on because you picked the end. Yeah. I just don't think <laughs> maybe your way was right. It was <laughs> right. And that was how you, you were, were supposed right, to think. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I thought it I was. I thought that nah, the whole yeah, idea was he, it was a euthanasia. Listen to the way I'm talking about it. Listen to the way Jesse's talking about it. I think he wanted us to think what yeah. Jesse was thinking. Yeah, but I, th- I just don't think he did a good enough job to make me think that was happening. Wow, this has been good. I'm glad we got to that point because I could, <laughs> it took it took us an hour to get there. <laughs> couldn't figure out. Well, that was the whole. Why you that's what I thought. The whole thing the doctor was the whole time. Here's a euthanasia drug to to. Yeah. End, I'm watching this whole to thing end going. Pain. These guys, <laughs> that opening thing, I thought he was yeah. giving a bag. Yeah. You know, would would you end her pain? pain. You know, I don't have to do it. You can do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. End her pain. There must have been something explicit with them talking about how this can save her. Maybe. Because I, Can't the whole remember. time, like, they don't want to give her this thing because she's going to live. But I, that's just me making those connections with, like, the religious symbols going, okay, they don't want to do the euthanasia because of... Mm. But they weren't that religious. They weren't, yeah. You know what? That's absolutely end. what he would have what, what, he yeah. tried to tell. Ah, it's been good. It's been real good. All right. Let's get to it. Let's Let's... Give our final ratings out of five for this film. I'll start. I'll start then. Because um, we're, we're taking up a bit yeah. of your time today. Oh, look, um, this has been a good chat. I, I felt like the film started off okay with an interesting premise of how it was going to go. And then it took a turn and it didn't work. Um, I didn't really care about any of the characters or who lived and who survived. Whilst the home invasion was going on, I, I was a bit tense and on edge and in, enjoying kind of being a bit scared. But... Apart from that, it was a pretty poor movie. Uh, I give it one and a half out of five. I got tears running down my face. <laughs> MJ. Mercy had an unnecessarily convoluted plot and characters that you didn't understand or care for. Chris Sparling forced me to take too many leaps of faith on what was actually happening in this world, and that was just too frustrating and confusing to ever be properly brought into the story. I want to stress this a really poorly made film. Really poorly made film. Oh. One star. I'm like sitting here. Jesse, like, what are you got? trying to hold the tears back. Um, I thought this was... This is a great film that created tension. The acting was all right. I was thinking the whole time. My brain was in overload the whole time. Like, what's going on? What's happening? I thought it was different to most sort of horror, thriller films that are just in this house, isolated. It was actually had something underneath it. So I, I don't want to be embarrassed about this, but I'm giving this a four out of five. You'd never be embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed because it made embarrassed. me think. I'm Everyone's giving this got a, different movie I'm giving this a four out of five. Fine. Completely different to both of you, but I'm, four's I'm a beast of four a is a, Four is a good score, and that's how much I rate this film. What, what did you, I want more people to see What this. did you give Ark? Do you remember? Ark gave three and a half. So I looked at this and I said, okay, this is similar to Ark. Made me think, and I was like, I liked this a little bit more than Ark. That's, I, I'm not even so trying, that's to, I'm not trying to be a dick. I looked at mascots, and I was like, what was better, this or mascots? I gave them the same. And, you know, to its credit, I'd probably get Mercy just like a, a whisker above mascots. But that was my comparison. <laughs> Ark. Ark was a belter. Ark was good. I know. I gave it three and a half. And I, I, this, I've given this the same as Beast of No Nation. Yeah. Ark yes. was better than Beast that's of No Nation. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, we don't have to agree on this show. And that's the I good thing about it. That's is that everyone's got different tastes, which is... Which is it we've, makes for a good discussion if we go all got different views on the movie. We've had a, a good chat today. I really like it's it. It's been awesome. Um, as usual, we're going to chuck something on social media this week. 
I, I drafted a few different questions for this and I was like, I don't want to make this too political. I don't want to make it too We've touchy. We've been there, done that with uh, Jadeville. So I've gone, were there any good hearted characters in this film at all? Did anyone in this film have a good heart? So I, th- I, I think Travis did. Yeah, I think we've kind of uncovered. I, f- I feel I'm like com- Travis. Did. I'm but I want, I'm interesting. I'm interested to see if anyone think anyone else thinks that there are any other characters that actually did the right thing. I reckon there could be a case for Melissa. So if you've got, if you want to plead your case on Melissa, let us know on social. What about the mum? Like deep down. Um, I think it all comes down to that eye glare as she gets stretched <laughs> yeah. out. I, lo- I loved how many things in this film. You and me took complete opposites. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. That's good. It's I good do that like a film that. can do that. So, like I said, we're on social media. So, get on board Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Flix Forum. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify. Next week. Podbean. Podbean. Get Podbean. Yeah, get on Podbean. We're on there too. On we're on, yeah, we're in a couple of different places. So, next week, we're looking at the 2016 sci-fi action film called Spectral. It's directed by Nick Mathieu. I think, is that... I'm not... It looks sure, French, I'm not it. sure. <laughs> Starring James Badge Dale, Max Martini, Emily Mortimer, and Bruce Greenwood. So, um, James Badge Dale, is that one, two, two names? Three names? James Badge Dale. Badge. James Badge Dale, yeah. He's in The Departed. Badge, like he's in The Departed. Or something. Yeah, he's Good, you one, don't, don't need an IMDb. He's got a minor in The Departed. Good. All right, so um, if you can watch the film beforehand so we don't ruin the film like this one. I felt like this one... This film, I felt like the structure was really tricky because it was just all over. There was so much this, yeah. So watch the film next week so we don't totally ruin it for you. We must be getting we'll to nearly 2017 now. Well, this was November 2016. I think we got two films to two go films before, yeah. 16. And then we're into 2017. Exciting. Which is good. And then we'll be in our 20s as well. 20 episodes. Wow. Who thought we'd keep going? This is good. Mm-hmm. We're enjoying it. So, as usual. We did. <laughs> yeah, I did plan on it. I've been having a ball, so thanks. Uh, co-host, doing a great job as <laughs> thanks, usual. Jesse. Thanks, Jesse. Main host. No, no, co-host. We do this together. And we'll see you guys all next week. See ya. See ya.